But we can ask also questions. We are allowed to ask questions. But mainly, uh, the lady expects you to talk about your life because the 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 emission which she is for here is uh, making profiles of personalities of today. Yeah, of life histories. Of life histories. Yes. 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 if you would be so kind and, and sit uh, in this corner, yeah. because we have to... Yes, she has to sit here. Oh, and right. Also, Maggie will translate always immediately. Uh, because you have to be close to the mic also. Okay. She'll translate for me? Okay. Yes, she will translate. Right. And then I'll have a hand did you have your tea, Anna? You had your tea? Okay. Uh, wollen Sie, dass die Leute hinausgehen oder? Sie müssen nur leise sein. Where do you come? I'm from India. Which part? From Kutch. From Gandhi. 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 No babies. Uh, uh, they're asking about the mind. We must be nice to what the men were asking all those people from Gandhi. So many teachers from Gandhi. Yes, but normally I'm not in India. I'm normally here in Europe traveling. Uh, or business. I see. Since last 11 years. So, will uh, you somebody talk to him in English language and explain to him about Sahaja Yoga and also give him the pamphlets and everything and chakras? He's come here to find out. So, you sit here and you can talk to him. I will talk to him. Can I listen? Uh, 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 All right, if you want to, you can. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. <coughs> you have really, you had tea, ma'am? Yes, I had three cups of tea. Sorry, I was stressing a little bit. So, okay. What about that boy? Have you talked to that lady? Warren? Warren? About that boy who has got the problem? Warren, I'm, I'm going to see him tomorrow morning. So now, what we want me to tell you about my um, life? Yes, because the program is called Menschen Bilder. It's yeah. life history. You, you make pictures. It's yeah, you I can follow you. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's about 43 minutes uh -huh. every week. Oh, I see. And it's always talking of a person about her, his life. Life. Yeah. Mm. The name of the program is. Österreich 1. And the name of the program is Menschenbilder. Menschenbilder. Human pictures. Human pictures. Human pictures. And and she and it will be broadcasted for 43 minutes. So it's quite a lot of time. Can be very detailed. But but I'll have to talk about myself. Yes. <laughs> are you ready? Not yet. Yeah. When you are ready, take it. These electrical things are bad. If you don't take care, you may not get anything. Yes. Be so, don't you think you should ask me some questions? Yes, I will ask you. Yes, yeah. don't. Have.
speak all for 40 minutes. I will yes, ask. I mean, this is what you should ask me. And also give me that leave. You see, it's a life which is so long. I'm 63 complete and 64 running, so I'm an old woman now. It's a long life. But uh, it is placed in such a way that you can't take her post face. Yeah, I'll take her some shots of her later. She'll take the cut in. She'll. It's, they'll, they'll work it out. They'll put her picture into it later in the studio. No. I come over there and take some shots of her listening to you. No, I think Maggie should come closer to you. No, I can follow her very No, but Maggie is translating Shabbat. She has to use one one mic only. That's the reason. Oh, I see there's only one mic. It's a good thing because I have to go for that interview in uh, Italy. Yes. It's a good preparation, I mean, for that because I really don't know what to say about my own life. So, but in <laughs> I hope to, you will speak a lot about your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> it is something like an autobiography, isn't it? With your childhood, yes. that you can describe a little bit the circumstances where you're growing up. My family. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I belong to a family of very enlightened people. My father was a linguist and he was master of 14 languages. He knew about 26 languages. And he translated even Quran and Sharif into Hindi language. My mother <coughs> was, in those days, was an honors in mathematics. So both were very well educated and enlightened people. At the time of my birth, my mother dreamt something which she could not explain, 
But after that she had a great desire to go and see a tiger in the open field. My father was a great hunter because tigers were a menace in the area where we were living. It was a hill station called Chinwara. So there was a king who was very much interested in my father. Somehow or other a letter came that there's a tiger, very big tiger that has appeared and they are frightened of him that he might be a man-eater. So my father took my mother and me to that place. And they were sitting, what we call the machar, where they built something for people to sit on top of a tree, from where they can shoot nicely. And then my mother tells me that a big, huge tiger of a very big size very beautifully appeared on the field. As she felt tremendous love for the child. It was a full moon day and she felt extremely compassionate towards the tiger. And when my father raised his gun to shoot, she stopped and she wouldn't allow him. So the tiger went away and he never came to that forest again. But that made my father think, because he himself was a realized soul. That must be somebody, uh, what we call a goddess Durva, who is fond of the tiger, must be born to my mother, because the symptoms were rather funny that a lady should like to see a tiger. So he told my mother, now are you satisfied, because they were struggling with the gun. He said, is there a Durva sitting? in your womb that you are trying to protect the tiger. She said, yes, yes, so stop it now, I won't allow you. Like that there were many incidents in my life because I am of a Christian family, Protestants, and uh, when I was born my mother didn't feel any labor pains or anything, and just I was born. She didn't know how, and <coughs> I had no blood on my body, nothing, I was clean washed. That's why they called me, I mean, as Nirmana. But my grandmother said that she should be called as Nishkalanka. That means the one which has no spots on it. But that's the name of a man. They said, all right, you call her Nirmala, meaning the same Immaculate. Now all these incidents, and then my father being a realized soul, he felt tremendous vibrations from me, and he felt that this life is great. And she do something great in this life. I do not know why, but I don't know if he dreamt or he understood it, but all the time, if I remember when he talked to me, he used to say that you have to find out a way of giving our mass realization all the time. As I told you, he was a great scholar of so many things and a very widely read man, so he gave me <coughs> a good education in religion, in different religions, and also good education about human beings. What are their problems? Why do they act like this? Why don't they take to God? Why are they hypocritical? All kinds of things he talked to me. <coughs> he also knew about Kundalini, but not so much. Of course, when I was born, I knew about Kundalini myself. I knew all about it from my very childhood. I was very aware person, extremely aware. I didn't know how to talk to because, see, people didn't have that awareness. 
You can't talk to everyone like that. So I was regarded as a very jolly person at the same time, very serious also, very deep. And then I started my studies as a child. I was not very much interested in the studies, but I used to do very well. But I used to read lives of great men and things like that. At a very young age, I read Parnasha. When people were reading just with expectations, I was reading Parnasha. But as such, I didn't have interest in particular reading some textbooks because I thought they were childish and there's nothing to read about it. Then I told my father that I have to do medicine. He said, why? I said, because I have to talk to doctors. He said, you have to talk to doctors. Yes, I said. But <coughs> it so happened in my childhood when I was about seven years of age. My father was a congressman. He had joined Congress when I was four years old. He used to live with a style, very westernized, his clothes west is in London, sort of a man. We had governesses and all that. He threw away everything and he became a real Indian and started leading a life of a martyr. Then he made us study our languages, Sanskrit. He made me study in an Indian school, not in a missionary school. Because missionaries were very unkind. They threw us out of the school when my father was in the Congress. They were against us completely. Then at the age of seven years I happened to go with my father to Mahatma Gandhi. He was about seventy miles living with us. But the first time he took me down. And Mahatma Gandhi liked me very much, he said, leave this child. So I had not been taken clothes or anything, I stayed on. Then my father sent me everything <coughs> with him. And he was very fond of me, but I was a little girl. But he understood that there was something about me. He consulted me on very serious problems sometimes, surprisingly. Like one day he wanted to make the prayer book all right. So he asked me how should I put the series and all that. So I told him how to put the series and he put the series in that way. I used to go back for my school and again go back to Gandhiji every year like that. And he called me Nepal, gave me a name Nepal. Everybody used to call me Nepal at that time. Then I grew up with him very intimately. He was a very, very kind person for children, otherwise an extremely strict, with himself and with others, very strict, a big disciplinary. And he would make everybody get up at four o'clock, have your parts, everything, be ready for your uh, morning prayers at five o'clock, you see, and he used to walk very fast. I also learned walking fast with him, in his company had to walk fast. And but extremely loving and a very nice person. And he would listen to me because I was a child, you see, supposing I forced him to eat more or something, then he would even laugh, he would accept. Very kindly person. But with others he was very strict and I used to tell him that, why are you strict because you are? Uh, he said, but you are a little girl, you get up in the morning time, why can't they get up? I said, I'm little, that's why I get up. They are big so they can't get up. Like that, you see, little chats. <coughs> And uh, then my father went to jail and my mother also went to jail five times. My father went to jail twice, once for about two and a half years and he was the only supporting member of the family. By the way, we come from a very old royal family uh, which is called as Shalivahanas. They have a calendar also in India. And then when we, I mean, when they 
took my father to jail. We had to leave our house and we had to live in huts and in all problems. That was okay. But also me, they pestered a lot because I helped many people there. And I joined the 42 movement in a very serious way and I became the leader here. For the young people, I thought, unless and until I take a very positive stand, it may not work out with them. It's not vicious to say how they tortured me, what they did to me, but they really tortured me. I was a young girl of 19 years that time. It's over now, so it's finished. And <clears throat> after that, we, uh, my father went to jail again, and then when he came back, he got elected as the member of the Central Assembly, later on as the Constituent Assembly and then of the Parliament. My brother was also a member of the Parliament later on. Now recently he was the uh, minister in the Cabinet. Another brother is a High Court judge in Bombay. They are all doing well despite the fact that our parents neglected us in a way because they gave their lives to the country, but you see that never deter us from studies and it became a career. Then I, when I was in 42 movement to see my college justificated me from the college, they threw me out and I had to go to another college to study far away from my house in Punjab. But I studied for <coughs> two years, science I did, then I did my medical. I didn't do fully because Just after that, the 47 riots broke out. The college was closed and I didn't want to know more because what I wanted to know, I came to know about it. So I did not meet and I got married. You must have heard my husband was, is now the Secretary General of the International Maritime Organization. He held very high positions. He was also Secretary to Lal Bahadur Shastri, who was our Prime Minister, who was another very great man. But he did not survive long. If he had survived, Things would have been different, I think, for our country because he was a Gandhian, out and out Gandhian, and he lived like an ideal Gandhian personality. So that's how the life went on. But inner being was still seeking the way and methods of giving our master My father said, Before you do not develop this technique, of giving Amas realization, don't talk of religion. Let nobody know that you know anything about it because they'll crucify you or he was rather worried that people won't understand or you may write another Bible or Gita knows. First of all, you must give them realization. If they get their realization, then they will realize that there's something about, about this human awareness. For example, he always used to give an analogy. Supposing you are born on the tenth story, and everybody is on the ground. You must at least make them climb two stories so they know there's something about it. Otherwise, no use talking about it. And he said, this is the mistake uh, between the saints and the incarnations was that they never realized that these people are still on the ground. They have to still enter into the meeting. So that is what you have to be very careful that, first of all, you must give realization to people. So I was seeking the ways and methods, working it out inside myself through my own style of meditation in the sense that I would work out all the permutations and combinations. Suppose I met one person, then I would see what problems that person had, how you can overcome it like that. I would try to study that person internally. 
And I went to many people to find out, but I found they were guilty of it. I saw so many of these gurus, most of them I saw them, I was surprised they were all hypocrites, money-making and this thing. And also I went to Rajneesh also to see him, and he said that I should come to his program. I didn't know what sort of a man, because he was talking about Gita and English things, I thought he might be knowing something about it. Went there, but my husband said, no, I won't allow you to go to his camp. So he arranged his own bungalow and all that for me, so I went down there. And then I couldn't see all the things that were going on, and that is the day, somehow or other, I said, I must open the last chakra, so the last chakra was open. And I saw the <coughs> Kundalini, which is the primordial force within us, which is the Holy Ghost within us, rising, like a telescope opening out. And then I saw the whole thing open and a big torrential rain of grace started flowing through my head all over, as if, and I felt I am lost now, I am no more there, it's only the place is there, that is there. I saw it completely happening to me. And, uh, but I was amazed that uh, when I went to Rajneesh, you see, because before going out to say goodbye, he never realized what had happened or anything. So I was surprised, I said, this man doesn't know anything about what. And then I discovered that they were all hypocrites and telling lies. So in 1973, this happened on 5th of May, uh, 1975th of May. And just after that, I, we had a very big lecture in Dhangir Hall, just a very big hall. And thousands of people had come. I told them very frankly that these are all thugs and these are like these hypocrites. Some of them are demonic, some are evil people. I took their names, everything. I told them, don't go near them. There were some foreigners also. And we could you possibly have this microphone too? It's a little bit far away. Sorry. Could you possibly, yeah? And uh, there were so many others whom I told these things very clearly. And they got frightened, they said, you shouldn't say like this, they will come and murder you, they will do. I said, they will come and murder me. But nobody did anything, nobody even went to the courts. And that's how, you see, uh, they tried to bring bad name to me. They paid money to the newspapers to publish things against me because I said, you cannot pay money. So they thought that I was just trying to, you see, uh, harm them by saying such a thing that you can't earn money in the name of God. If it's a job, you can do it, but God's work is not a job. And the struggle started from the day I started giving Realization. And I started with one baby. I got Realization first. Then we got about twelve people who got Realization. In two years I got only about fourteen people Realization. Then gradually when fourteen people got Realization, then many others started getting Realization. But I started also curing people because that was helping a lot. Then uh, my, my husband got elected to this post and we had to come to London. So when I came to London, we had one program in Bhakti Vita Bhavan, we arranged it. So the Indians abroad are 
not so much interested in God, <laughs> they were more interested in the money. So none of the Indians stayed there. They all ran away. And uh, only the foreigners who were there were about seven hippies. So I had to work on them seven hippies. For four years I was working on them to get <laughs> Very difficult, you see. Their liver was bad, their ill health, their head was off, <laughs> terrible task. But in between I used to go to India. And in India also the work was done. For three months always I would be in India. So we started work in the villages, especially surprisingly, where my forefathers were ruling in that area, the world started moving in a very big way. And there then we started taking some people from India. Then some people came from Australia to India, like that. And the work started moving in those directions. Then gradually the work improved and people found that this is the way we can transform ourselves. Many people were taking drugs or alcoholic or mad people or cancer people. They felt better when they got cured. And it was established that Sahaja Yoga is something very important. Now, when I travel all over the world, you see, first my husband used to pay for everything. Whenever I went, he had to pay or any expenses he used to do for me. Gradually, then now these people pay for my travel, but otherwise they don't have to pay for anything else. That's how we started our work. Uh, there was a lot of opposition and the media people would never understand it because it was no such a sensation, as you can say, uh, nothing to people feel excited. But in a way it's a very great thing because if this is the solution for the whole world, one should try to do it. Then we had very great people who came to come came to Sahaja Yoga, like we can say, the Hague High Court judge, who is now the president, who has given Nicaragua uh, judgment, he and many uh, lawyers and many barristers. We have one barrister here from Algeria and doctors, and then they took over and they started helping me out how to propagate Sahaja But it was a difficult task in the West. Of course in India it spread very fast in the villages, but city people in India also are westernized and they start analyzing. They don't know much about our past, they don't know anything about our heritage that we have, our Kundalini and all that. But some people do know about Self-realization. But these gurus could not stick on in India because nobody would accept them, so they all ran away abroad. And that was something a blessing for me also because I didn't have to fight them. <laughs> uh, and it started working out and then people found that it helps in every way and they found so many miracles about it. And that's how Sahaja Yoga got settled quite a lot. But still, I would say that we have not been to certain countries so far and in the West, I would say that so much work has still to be done. Because as soon as you start any work in any place, first of all they want you to cure people and to help them with purity. Now if I pay attention more to that, then the main work is to create doctors out of everyone that is neglected. Then you become unpopular, they think, oh, she's not sympathetic and this and that. But now as we have, everybody can cure now, everyone. I don't cure anyone directly. But they don't like it, they want I should be there and then you want to be pampered and all those things are there. Rather difficult. It's not, we are not running an election, you see, like we should please others sort of thing, it's not there. But whatever is reality, 
uh, if a person has intelligence, pure intelligence, he can see that this is something very different. And for that one has to uh, understand that you cannot, uh, you cannot force on anyone that you get your Realization in the same way. You cannot force Me, that I give you Realization, because if it does not work, it does not work. It's such a living force, you see, and uh, that upsets them very soon. I feel that the way this Industrial Revolution has come in the West, people have lost their moorings, perhaps they're so confused, with all these gurus coming down here, confusing them <laughs> and all kinds of new things coming, they don't know where to look. But unless and until you get your evolution completed, unless and until you reach that absolute state of understanding, the chaos will remain. So one has to try to get to that. But one must understand you can't pay for it. There's no effort. After getting Realization they feel so satisfied they'll forget about it. But after that you must know how to give it to others. As Christ has said that the light which is enlightened, you do not put it under the table. That's how what happens that it's uh, though we had given realizations such hundred people, only out of that five, six will come forward to help us out. But still I must say a lot of work has been done. Especially Austria, I'm very proud of Austria. And uh, they way they have never given me any problem, never. A very good people have come out of Austria. Very uh, balanced, level headed people, very level headed. They are not extremists, they do not go to extremes, there is no fanaticism about them, they are sensible people. And something so lucky that Austria was uh, found out, because I never expected that in Austria there will be so, so many people, but somehow, like uh, uh, water finds its own level, Sahaja Yoga finds its own level, we just came down to Austria. We haven't been to Norway, to Sweden, Denmark, Finland. I visited those places because of my husband's job, but I have not been there. Now we have sixteen centers in Australia, and Australia is a very progressive Sajuga thing. We have got schools now there, they are running schools, and the teachers are extremely well behaved and visionaries, and they look after the children very well. The government people sent somebody for observation, and they have remarked that whatever they proclaim, that's what they manifest, and they have given good certificates to us. But the greatest achievement on the outward life is this, that Cambridge University has accepted Sahaja Yoga for a research work with respect by one Dr. Lee, who is doing the research about Sahaja Yoga in Cambridge University, he's already a doctor. And there's another great thing has happened in Delhi University, that the Delhi University has accepted that a person can do, only a doctor can do a PhD or we can say the doctorate in Sahaja Yoga and he gets the highest uh, degree called the Doctor of Medicine. And a, perhaps maybe after some time they will allow anyone to do that. This is about the medicine part of it. In agriculture we have done lots of research myself, we have somebody here an expert on agriculture. He's also done a lot of research and we found out that with vibrations we start after Realization. If you vibrate the water and if you water the plants with that, then sometimes you might get even ten times more breed. That's what they did in 
India in one of the agricultural university, but here also he's found out that there's tremendous difference between the growth of an ordinary thing. Another thing we have found out in agriculture, that if you get vibrations, then even an ordinary cow can give lot of milk. But if you have hybrid cows, then you see that it's not good for the brain, because a person who takes hybrid milk also gets hybrid and his brain becomes a little wobbly. So better to have a pure milk from a cow which is not being uh, put to this kind of a experimentation. Moreover, food also, if it's hybrid food, is not very good for us because that spoils our nerves, I think. But ordinary seeds you cannot use because they have weakened and they cannot reproduce. So when we vibrate them, they produce very well, just like better than even sometimes hybrid thing, and the food is, tastes very well and it doesn't give those complications. So this can help in agriculture in India and the government has allotted us a lot of land where we are going to now experiment and we are going to start the experimentation there to show that how we can use this. But many farmers who are Sahajogis have done a lot of job and they have uh, discovered that even animals and uh, this, uh, what you call, farming, everything is helped very much by vibration. So it improves the lives of people. We have on the other side, social side, I can tell you that uh, we have a marriages, international marriages. We arrange international marriages uh, between people. They have to know each other and they are together. And uh, first of all, they are together for one or half month with us in the two places <coughs> each other and the marriages are fixed. And we have seen that such marriages are extremely successful. Ninety-nine percent marriages are successful. Once in a while maybe a mishap, but mostly there are no divorces that take place. Once in a while, if it's not successful, we have no objection to divorce also. But mostly it is successful and they get children who are very intelligent, who are themselves born realized children mostly. So we, the problem is much less and the family life improves. The quality of life is thousand times better. People are very joyous, happy, they do not complain and they enjoy life and they give to others, they share what joy they have. So, uh, can I ask you a question? What do you think are the important points in the education of children? What are important to give to the children? You see, first if they, if they get realization, they get first them to that point of realization. If they are already born realized, no problem, but if they, have, they are given realization, Then, you see, they start seeing from a different level, they become the spirit. So their self-respect, you see, awakened. <coughs> Such children behave in a very dignified, elderly manner, you see. They talk in a very elderly manner and they give solutions of all kinds, you see. And they are tremendous people. But we have to guide them properly by our own behavior, how we behave. The greatest thing is how we behave, that's how the children learn. We put the children uh, certain to some tests how they are. We find out if they have any physical problems, we cure them. If they have mental problem, we cure them. If they have any other problem, social problem or anything, we try to help them out. So that basically, if a human being is all right in his childhood, then fundamentals are all right for the child. The foundation is laid down. Then to build that child up into a good quality is not difficult. So now we find great artists are there, they are great musicians and at a very young age they have started playing violin 
I mean, suddenly they have become dynamic also and very humble. They are very humble and self-respecting and very well-behaved. It's surprising how the atmosphere is and how it works out. And the other day the lady asked me about the women and I told her that a woman's power as a mother is very great. She felt hurt about it, but I didn't mean that you should be just a mother. What I'm saying, she is a mother, means she is compassionate, she is kind, she is not aggressive like man. That is a very big quality, that's a very big power in a woman. That's what I was suggesting, that that is what we have to harness, not to compete with men, it's madness, to compete with ma- men and to go about like that, because So, you see, we have to understand that life has to be uh, enjoyed, life should be a blessing, not to be a misery. We create our own miseries by these false ideas, by our own uh, conflictions we have in our mind, mental projections we have in our mind, or our own obstinacy, whatever it is. All these things can be cured if uh, you take to Sahaja Yoga, because you become a balanced person, level-headed, wise person, and you become a witness. The whole thing becomes like a show, like a drama, and you become fearless, you start seeing the whole thing like a drama. And this is what a human being has to achieve. We talk of peace, we talk of uh, uh, no war, we talk of many things like this, you see, atomic bomb, this, that, all that is not going to work out. Only what is going to work out is the transformation of human beings. If the human beings are transformed, things will work out absolutely first class. Not only that, but that they will enjoy the bliss of life. We are missing the point altogether. This is a very important thing uh, that human beings must say one thing. What have we achieved out of all this? Just for a minute to stop and think. Mm. Um, What would you say is the definition of illness? What's the causes of illness? If the physical, mental, emotional, or illnesses are caused by the imbalances within us, by our extreme behavior. And supposing, say now, the cancer, we can take the cancer. Cancer is caused by the overactivity of the sympathetic nervous system. Now, supposing uh, a person is uh, a very sad person, he cries and weeps and all the time feels guilty and thinks that he's the worst person ever born, he's committed so many sins and all sorts of nonsense, you see. Then he goes to the left side, according to us, and crosses over to the collective subconscious area. And there, according to us, what they call as protein 58 and uh, protein 52, doctors call it that way, but we call it as the dead souls. They exist there. And they catch hold of you. And they trigger the cancer. But supposing by any chance you can bring the attention fully away from that, in the center, we can get cured. So it is the centers within us which are subtle, which are basically seven centers. There are many others, but basically seven. If you can put them right, you cannot have any sickness or illness of any kind. Perhaps back to your childhood, um, can you um, explain your parents? Um, supported you very much in your mm-hmm. learning and in your study. Is it correct? Your parents, in, in, in yes, yes, of course. Yeah. I see. In I mean, it was, is this normal uh, that parents support the child like you in the form? In India, all parents support the child. 
Even but if you can learn everything what you want to Yes, yes, I mean that is true. But you see, the basic thing is parents are very benevolent to children, very kind to children. And to them, uh, you see, the child's education, child's upbringing and uh, child's life is very important. That's why we know they are. So we, we depend on them, they look after us and they are very wise people, they sacrifice everything for us. So uh, whatever they say we think is nice and by doing this we have not lost anything so far. In India, if you find Indian children, when they come abroad, they always stop the list anyway. They are very obedient children and uh, they behave very well. We don't have all these problems, teenage problem, homosexual. We don't know even all these problems are. Because we are so close with the parents all the time. They all the time watch us. We don't have drug problem. None of these. Only in the cities, little bit, uh, it happens and it disappears. Because parents are all the time with the children. We live together. The whole family lives together. And not only with the parents, but all the relations and all the people in the uh, village and the city, everyone knows each other. Such a joint system we have that uh, we do not uh, normally for sort of uh, go into wrong ways and methods, and we do not become obstinate also. But you grew up in a Christian family yes, in India. Yeah, yeah. No? It's not a normal situation no? that Indian yeah. people are Christian. Yes, I know. It is. Uh, you see, I was born in a Christian family deliberately because I think. <laughs> you see, I, I personally think that Protestants are the greatest fanatics because <laughs> they are very sophisticated. You see, fanaticism is in the brain. Nobody can make them out that they are fanatics, but they are very great fanatics, the greatest of all. But uh, my parents were very enlightened people and they understood Christ very well. Yesterday I told you about Paul. You see, when I was first time, I took the Bible in the hand. And I asked my father, who is this Paul? He said, it's an intruder, forget him, don't read him at all. So, you see, they understood all these things very well. And because my father was a realized soul, like Khalil Gibran, you see. If you read Khalil Gibran, he says the same thing about Paul, the same thing. So, you see, if you are an enlightened person, you see the essence of everything, whatever religion you may be born. You don't uh, ignore any other religion, you try to learn about other religion, and you find the essence is the same in every religion. What is there to find? And that's how you belong to no religion, you belong to every religion. That's what happened. But my parents were very enlightened people, I must say, and I was very lucky to choose them as my parents. <laughs> you had been an enlightened child, is it correct? Huh? You had been an enlightened yes, child? Yes, I've been born as yeah. an enlightened but child. But you don't feel sometimes very uh, lonesome because all the others <laughs> no, no, are no. different? <laughs> No, no, that is, you see, if you know how to share with others. Actually, I was like a mother to them from my very childhood. When my father mother went to jail, I was first time I was about, I think, five and a half years of age. So I had all the keys of the house in my uh, little frock thing, and I used to carry all the duties like a grandmother. I never felt lost. I mean, uh, my life is, in, on the whole, is very collective by temperament. I'm extremely collective. I can live anywhere, I can sleep anywhere, I can live in the jungles, I can. I have no problem so that. I'm extremely collected. Mm -hmm. I'm not exclusive by temperament from very childhood. Uh, I was very friendly with all the people in that uh, area where we were living. And my mother was known as Nirmala's mother, father was known as Nirmala's father, so they said we have lost our identity because of her. So I was a very friendly person. I never felt lonely. And when I'm with myself, I'm never lonely at all. I enjoy myself very much. <laughs>
Yeah. We had been to the ashram to, uh, with Gandhi. Yeah? Huh. Can you imagine one or two impressions you remember about Gandhi? Oh, Gandhi was a tremendous man. One has to learn a lot from him. He was not at all a hypocrite. That's one thing. Uh, and he was not like modern, which is a politician, who say something, do something. No. He was very outspoken and always he put himself on the testing point. And uh, he used to confess if he made mistakes immediately. One very great incident I remember when I was a small child. We were having a uh, meeting together and we girls were there only sitting, giving them uh, water and things to all the people, all the big uh, people were there, like Jawaharlal was there and also Maulana Azad, all these people were sitting there. <coughs> they were discussing something. And then suddenly Mahatmaji said that now it's very late, we'll have lunch here. So they said, yes, yes, we'll have lunch here. They had to go to the guest house, which was far away. So Atmaji asked for the boys, his wife, she had gone out. So he got up, he had a key with him, you see, always of the store, he opened the store. And he asked the people who were in charge of cooking to measure everything according to the people there are properly, everything, you see. And then he, when they measured it out, everything was done, then he put the key back and then he went and sat there nicely. So these people said, Papu, we did not know you have to take so much trouble. You see, to go all the way and make up the duty for us. It didn't take much time, out, fifteen minutes, but still. So he said, What do you think? This is the blood of my country. I cannot allow it to be wasted. See, that's the sign of a person who understands the value of public money. That's just in. अपने यहाँ गवर्नमेंट को लोग धोखा देते पर भगवान को नहीं देते जाना गवर्नमेंट भी तो इतना ज्यादा इन इंडिया पीपुल विल चीट द गवर्नमेंट बट नॉट गॉड दे विल ट्राई टू रिमेन चेस्ट एज फार एज गॉड इज कंसर्न इज एंड आई वॉज आई गॉन टू वन प्लेस फॉर रिलैक्सेशन फॉर सम टाइम सो द नर्स वॉज विद मी I asked her, I said, I would like to give some present to this hospital, I've come here to rest now. So I, she said, no, not to this hospital. I said, what? She said, if you give something, they may pass on to somebody else, you see, so better not give it. So I said, then where should I give it? She said, give it to the temple. I said, but from temple also it may be said, no, there people are afraid of God. They will not, <laughs> they will not take it from there. But if you give it in the hospital, it will disappear. 
Would you like to rest? You still have uh, time. A little bit. Yes. I'll talk to you for five minutes. Yes, of course. Of course. बंबई में पता नहीं है वो बंबई में नहीं रहते रहते वो कच्छ में गांडा में रहते हैं वो खुद होम्योपैथी का डॉक्टर लेकिन वो बंबई में आ सकता है उसका भाई वहाँ रहता है जू पर जू पर तो हमारे यहाँ सब पता नहीं है यहाँ के पास बोरी बिली में एक साहब है वो गुजराती है वो किसी और के साथ में रहेंगे नहीं नहीं वहाँ पे पता तो देगा ना हमारा कि हम कहाँ हैं क्या हाँ चिट्ठी तो लिखना चाहिए हाँ वो सही बात लेकिन आप कब अक्टूबर में होंगे उधर अक्टूबर जा रहे हैं दिसंबर में जा रहे हैं दिसंबर में तो मैं भी नहीं होगा मैं जाऊँगा मैं इं तो मोदी का पता ले लो इनसे और कुछ ठीक ये आप माताजी का प्रोग्राम हमें दिखिए आप लोग बना रहे कहाँ रहे क्या रहे उनके पास इनके पास अपना पता भेज तो हम खबर करवा देंगे तो हम कहाँ रहे उस आदमी का पता दे दो हाँ वो तो कोई भी हम दोनों दे सकते हैं उस आदमी का पता दे सकते हैं हमारा पता भी दे सकते he is suffering from overactivity of the liver. वो डॉक्टर को बहुत दिखाया है। Everywhere he has gone, he has taken all the treatment. Now he is tired. पाता भी हो सकता है। Now he is tired of everything. Black magic हो सकता है। या black magic है, या some soul has entered in the body. I don't know if Mataji believes in that. I will put it back. If you come in October, you will put it back. There is no problem. Okay? But you will be able to do it. You will be able to do it. What will you do? Shanti will be able to do it. Shanti will be able to do it. Okay. What will you do? You will be able to do it. You will be able to do it. You will be able to do it. आदमी सोचते इसकी भक्ति करते हैं और छोटा जी की बिल्ली सब में करता हूँ भक्ति किसी की नहीं करता हूँ भक्ति मानता सबको वैष्णव जाते हैं मतलब वैष्णव है क्या हाँ हिंदू हूँ मैं हिंदू है
दोनों हाथ पकड़ इसका मतलब काम बहुत ज्यादा करते हो और दूसरा ये कि तुम्हें भय लगा रहा है मतलब परेशान हो तो उसकी एक ये कह रहे हैं कि आप यहाँ आ जाओ आपका हाथ कमजोर हो रहा है बहुत काम कर समझे तो अब बीमार पड़ जाओ बहुत कमजोर हाथ हो बीच में रोकना भी चाहिए लोग देखो बीच में रोक के चलते है हम लोग क्या पकड़ जैसे लगे रहते हैं हाथ कट पकड़ लीजिए ऐसा करो तुम यहाँ के और ठीक हो जाओ फोन कर रहे ना इनसे पूछ लेना मैं कब आऊँ तो ये लोग यहाँ रहेंगे मैं तो जा रही हूँ नहीं मेरे से तो मुलाकात नहीं ऊपर ये लोग रहेंगे मैं उनको बता देती हूँ कि मोहन आएंगे वो आपको सब ठीक ठाक कर अच्छा अपना ठीक कर लो पहले अंदर का सिस्टम फिर तुमको पार करा दे सिस्टम गड़बड़ा एक्सट्रीम्स में बहुत जाते हैं एक्सट्रीम्स पर नहीं जाना लाइफ जो है उसको एक्सट्रीम्स पर नहीं ले जाना गलत बात हमारे यहाँ कहते हैं कि बीचों बीचों को कहते कि अति नहीं है लोग को बहुत दौड़ दौड़ते बहुत बहुत आई वॉज टेलिंग इट हेलो इज गोइंग टू टेलीफोन टू यू पीपुलट And his friend is there somewhere, and uh, we have to write a letter to him. We give him Modi's address, then he can contact Modi. Yes. When I go to India, he should see me there. My name is. Okay. My my liver is also affected. Ah, liver. Bhi. Liver affected. Liver affected. Hai. Heart पर भी असर आ रहा है. इसके तेल के अंदर ये सारा जलन आ रही है. सब हाथ धोते पीछे लग जाओ अपने पीछे कहते ना आ बैल मुझको मार <laughs> एक बात बताइए माता जी ने रात को कहा था कल कि संत बनोगे क्या बात है वही बनना है संत ही हो जाओ संत होने का मतलब ये नहीं कि आप दुनिया छोड़ दो कुछ छोड़ने का नहीं अंदर से शांत एकदम शांत हो जाता आनंद
Lower chattvas are all right, upper yeah. chattvas are all right. That's typical of Indians. लोअर चक्र और तो कोई चक्कर ये वो सब वो सब नहीं ना वो तो बात वही बात है वो ठीक है तुम्हारा जो खराबी है वो ये कि बहुत ज्यादा दौड़ना दाड़ना अपने शरीर को बहुत दौड़ाना दिमाग तो दौड़ाना ये खराबी वो ठीक कर देंगे तुमको तुम चिंता छोड़ो फिर तुम भी सीख लेना हमारे पास बहुत से सिंधी लोग हमारे शिष्य हैं मेहतानी मेहतानी को जानते हो मुंबई से तो तुम शिकारपुरी आओगे नहीं हम शिकारपुरी भी नहीं है नहीं नहीं हम सिंधी पंजाबी है सिंधी पंजाबी हां ये और चीज होती ये है ये और चीज होती है हमारे फोर फादर्स जो थे वो पंजाब के थे वो लगता है तुम पंजाबी शक्ल से पंजाबी लगते नहीं हम हैं सिंधी हमारे समझो कि 1000 ईयर पर शक्ल में दिखाई देता है पंजाबी ज्यादा सिंधी लोग की शक्ल और होती है पंजाबी की शक्ल जरा सा आदमी शरीर में अच्छा लगता है हेल्दी होता है पंजाबी सिंधी लोग इतना हेल्दी नहीं होते अजीब सी शक्ल होती है सिंधी की जरा बॉडी बॉडी दुबले बहुत होते ऐसा मोटे बहुत तो दुबले बहुत बीच पे नहीं मिलते अच्छा तुम्हारा इनहेरिटेंस है ना बाप दादाओं का मैं तो पंजाबी समझा आपको नहीं मैं सिंधी हूं क्या कुछ मैं देखिए एड्रेस सवाल कुछ आप आ जाओ इसका फोन नंबर ले लो अच्छा मैं जाओ तैयार हो जाओ मुझे प्रोग्राम में जाना अच्छा खुश रहो वो क्या करता है दोस्त तुम्हारा काम वो कुछ नहीं करता है ये सुनता है दुकान आके देख ये वो सबसे सर्वोपरि के चक्कर में कभी गया इसी के चक्कर उसका एक गुरु था वो था स्वामी रामदास वो साउथ इंडिया पता नहीं उसका वो जीवन 